0: If you thought COVID was over, not for the government, apparently, we've got a leak from the Department of the PM, and that in itself is a story, I think, that they're looking to extend their powers until 2025. Uh, the National Party's leader, Christopher Luxon, is with us on this morning to you. Morning, Mike. How are you today? Very well indeed. Is this a power grab? I'm, it's really confusing what's going on, to be honest. On the one hand, the Prime
1: Minister's saying we're in a different place. We don't need any of this. And Then you get this leak from TPMC saying so they want to extend it to you know 2025. Um, the bottom line is we don't need these powers at all.
0: You'd repeal them?
1: Yeah, I mean the bottom I mean the, I mean in here is the powers around warrantless search powers from Arai and houses and businesses and you know, she said that there'd be no, you know, harsh lockdowns and so then why do we actually need it is kind of the big question and God forbid, if there was any future scenarios, we'll deal with it then. But, um, you know, we need to now move on. I mean, um, the public's moved on from COVID, the rest of the world's moving on. Mm. We have to learn to live with it um, and get the right tools in place to manage it and and get going forward.
0: And so just for clarity's sake, so if you pick up the tools on 2023, the end of 2023, this time next year, those laws are in place for another couple of years, they're gone.
1: Yep, absolutely. I mean, but I think the bigger opportunity is we don't need them now. I mean, we don't even need them to be extended out another two years. doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So,
0: Well, yeah, I was going to confusing. ask, can you explain it, but you can't because it literally makes no sense. Well, on the one hand,
1: you've got a Prime Minister making a statement in a press conference saying that, you know, you know, we're not going to do half measures anymore. And then you get a DPMC saying they're going to carry on with the Act, but possibly remove the powers that are no longer required for the response. The bottom line is we just don't need any powers. We don't need any piece of legislation extended. Um, we need to move on as a country, and in here with some pretty serious stuff. Um, and if we're not talking about harsh lockdowns, then why do we need it?
0: Why is it a leak?
1: Well, that's the other thing that's a bit confusing. I don't know whether it's deliberate or whether it's actually, you know, genuinely a proper leak. And on both those counts, that would be concerning. So um, I, I, it is genuinely confusing, Mike. I can't quite work out what is happening in terms of what's happened, why, why, why. Why is she saying something that's very different from what the DPMC is saying? And with the document, was it actually deliberately leaked or was it actually, yeah. you know, being I'm not sure what's going on.
0: While I've got you, um, the Adrian Orr business of $9 billion and rising, which I'm sure you're well aware of, and we're all paying for this as a, relate, uh, as a result of printing mm-hmm. money, would you have indemnified Orr in his printing programme the way Robertson has?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think the problem there, and that's why we want this review, is that it was obvious that the, that the Reserve Bank just kept going for too long. And that's why we've asked for a comprehensive review of what actually happened with monetary policy, because at the same time, you got the government spending a billion dollars extra per week in government spending. You had the Reserve Bank printing money for a long time. Uh, and like both those things have led to inflation and often now leading to higher interest rates to try and tap it down. So, um, you know, I, I think the bigger issue we've got is, you know, actually we want to understand the performance of the Reserve Bank. Um, I think it's entirely appropriate. Uh, and um, and then get that feedback back.
0: Could you be stuck with him? If you got to be Prime Minister next year and he gets a second term, would you be stuck with him and would you be unhappy about that?
1: Yeah, we would. I think our advice to Grant Robertson is, look, we've got precedent here. I think Bill English extended the governor for um, just one year, and I think that's what we'd be asking him to do as well.
0: All right. Were you in Rolleston last week on Friday? Yeah, I was. Did a bunch of farmers – actually, let me ask you about AgFest. Were you on AgFest in the coast? Yeah, I was. I spent the whole day there on Saturday. It was fantastic. Is there anger in the rural community?
1: Massive anger. I mean, you're talking about a government that's actually wanting to knock off a fifth of our sheep and beef industry in seven years, um, not giving farmers opportunities to offset any of those emissions uh, and moving a whole bunch of production overseas. So uh, people are pretty angry would be the bottom line, Um, whether it was in Selwyn on on Friday, in Rolleston, uh, whether it was in Greymouth on Saturday, um, that was the reaction, yep.
0: And in Rolleston, did a lot of people, namely farmers, come up to you and say, get a bit harder, be a bit more bold and be a bit more of an opposition leader?
1: No, nah, no, nah, I think our position's been pretty clear. People have understood it pretty well. I mean, I meet with farmer groups two or three typically each week doing t- you know, cow shed meetings around the country. I was in Waianati, I was in Belclutha, I was in Salowan, I was in Greymouth over the last week or so. Our message is pretty much the same. Um, they, they get our position. They know we back them really well. They're, they're really clear with our response since, which has been we don't support this at all. Um, we think this is utterly unacceptable. You just don't go destroy livelihoods, ruin the economy and destroy rural communities in the way that they're proposing here.
0: Appreciate time as always. Christopher Luxon, who's the National Party leader, of course.